Welcome to the Spartan Life, where we explore what it means to be part of the Southern Lehigh family and attempt to cover all of the sweet, sweet goodness that is Southern Lehigh High School in 30 minutes or less. From firsthand coverage of exciting experiences to intimate discussions with some of your favorite teachers to inspirational interviews with diverse students on unique journeys. That's right. Great students accomplishing great feats. We'll do our best to hit all of the highlights. But inevitably, we will fail. Because there's so much to celebrate, we're afraid your brains would simply melt if we tried to cover it all. We are your hosts. I'm Mr. Howe. And I'm Mr. Castagna. Join us as we venture into the heart of Southern Lehigh High School, one interaction at a time on The The Spartan Spartan Life. Well, here we are, the first interview on The Spartan Life of the 2021 school year. And we have a guest I'm very excited about today. With us is Mr. Chad Kinslow, the new assistant principal at the high school. How are you, Mr. Kinslow? Hi, Mr. Castagna and Mr. Haupt. I'm doing great today. I'm very happy to be here and uh, excited to be a part of the Spartan Life podcast. Excited is a good word to use. Go ahead, Mr. Haupt. (laughs) I was going to say, we're really glad that you could join us today here. I know that uh, we're doing this a little bit different. We'd all love to be in the same room, but Zoom is going to work just fine for us, I think, here today. Don't you, Mr. Castagna? Zoom actually affords us some really great opportunities. We've never done a visual version of this podcast. And now that the school has a YouTube channel and we're doing our interviews via Zoom, we can actually record the video and post it for everybody to see. Because I know one thing that everybody kept telling us they wanted more of from the Spartan life was to see our faces, Mr. Halp. I got a face for radio, man. I don't know about this whole YouTube thing. I do as well. We're recording this interview at 9 a.m. on uh, the Friday before students arrive. So uh, I'm at home. Mr. Halp is at home. Mr. Kinslow is in the building. Uh, I don't know about the two of you, but I spent the past two hours just making sure I look okay. Well, I, I spent a lot of time on my hair. I don't know. That's just what I did. It Doesn't shows, show? buddy. You look Excellent. money. Yeah. Thank you, sir. All right. We are boring Mr. Kinslow. And the whole point of this interview is to get to know him and let the community know what he's all about, where he comes from, who this dude is as a person. So to that end, Mr. Kinslow, if you had to describe yourself in three words, what would those three words be? Oh, boy. Uh, Every time I get asked this question, I have three different words to describe myself. So uh, the ones I'm going to go with today are energetic, um, flexible, and persistent. So, uh, you know, energetic, I like to bring an energy to the job. Um, I don't like being in my office. I like being out in the hallways with the students, being in the classroom with you guys seeing what, what the students are able to do and seeing where you guys are steering them with your lessons. Um, flexible, you know, that comes with the job, whether it's as a teacher, whether it's as a, an assistant principal, there's going to be different things that come at you. You got to be able to adapt, adjust, and go with the flow. And then persistent, you know, that kind of ties into the flexible. When that stuff comes at you, you need to, you know, keep going, keep pushing forward. And uh, there's going to be challenges in life as 2020 has taught us, but we got to keep pushing through, uh, find a way to solve the problems we face and make it out stronger on the other side. So you are very brand new, not only to the district, but actually to the area itself. I think you uh, were previously one year at Rob Middle School, correct, in Allentown. So tell us a little bit about your educational career. What got you into education? Um, How did your path lead you here to Southern Lehigh? 
Yes, I am new to the area, relatively speaking. Um, I'm from Pittsburgh originally. I grew up north of Pittsburgh, went to North Hills High School, which I know a few of uh, the teachers at this school actually went to as well. I know Mr. Dreves did. Um, from there, I went to the University of Pittsburgh, studied history in undergrad, uh, went immediately into grad school for social studies education. From there, after I graduated, I needed a job. So there were none in Pennsylvania. So that took me down to Virginia, just outside of D.C. I taught at Woodbridge High School and then Battlefield High School for four years at Woodbridge, two years at Battlefield. Um, I coached lacrosse down there. I sponsored National Honor Society and Minithon um, and kind of took a greater role in, you know, seeing what students can do um, when provided opportunities. And it was an excellent experience. Um, but then I decided that, you know, as I took more of a role in working with administrators in the school and creating change in the school, that that's the route I wanted to take. And I went to Old Dominion University for my um, EDS degree, educational specialist degree in uh, supervision and administration. And that helped get back to Pennsylvania. My wife is from the Lehigh Valley. She is an East Penn graduate. So we settled on this area so we could be close to her family. Um, and after my year at Rob, that was the, the first uh, assistant principal job I was able to land. There was an opening at Southern Lehigh, and I just happened to live right down the street. I moved in in November with my wife, and it was kind of a, a perfect match, and I'm very happy to be here. Uh, very excited for what this year may bring. I've seen so much great stuff from the teachers and stuff that students have done in the past and look forward to continuing that and helping open up new pathways as we move forward. So you live right down the street from the high school? Yes, sir. I see a lot of the uh, Southern Lehigh students in the neighborhood, and I don't think they knew who I am yet, but I'm sure they'll find out soon enough. Wow. So it's like the opposite of being a teacher who lives in the district where kids kind of approach you and be like, Oh, Mr. How oh, so good to see you. And then of course it gets weird. They realize they have nothing to say to you in public and you have nothing to say like, yeah, how you doing? Yeah. Gulps, huh? All right. Good choice. <laughs> but for you, the kids know you. So you're going up to them. You're like, Hey kids, Southern Lehigh, Mr. Kinslow. And they're like, yeah, okay, sure. Mr. Kinslow. Okay. Yeah. I've avoided that so far. I don't want them to think I'm just some creepy guy in the neighborhood yeah. walking up to kids. <laughs> Uh, so you don't have uh, a white van, do you? Do you have a white van? <laughs> no, no, no white van, no window. They get so much, white no candy. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, so do you live in an apartment? Do you guys have a house? What's your situation? Um, we have a house. We have a house right down the street, um, off camp meeting road with our lovely dog. It's a, she's a black lab. Her name's Kona. She sounds big and bad. She likes to bark at everybody who walks by, but she, literally could not um fight her way out of a paper bag she's the sweetest little dog in the world sweetest little think, 95 bu 95 pound dog <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't think we should get any more specific than that otherwise yeah. the first kid you give a detention to is going to be on camp meeting road looking for a loud black lab that's 95 pounds so you could throw eggs at the house so <laughs> it's a good we won't get any more specific they might have to egg seven or eight houses in the neighborhood then <laughs> <laughs> a lot a lot of black labs <laughs> yeah common dogs how long have you been married? My wife and I got married in July of 2017. Um, we had been dating before that for about five years. So we've been together for a while now. Yeah. So as a married couple, you're still kind of in that newlywed phase. 
Yes, to an extent. Uh, we're about to welcome our first child into the family as well. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, she is due in February, so wish me luck making it to February. Um, and I'm very, very excited for that. We don't know if it's a boy or a girl yet, though. So, Are, are you guys planning on finding out, or is that going to be a surprise? Uh, it'll be a surprise when we find out in October. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yes. You know, it's, it's never that big of a surprise. It's always a boy or a girl. I know. It's never like 50, like, 50. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, it's going to be one or the other. It's never like, oh, congratulations. You're having a chinchilla. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. It must be very, are you feeling excited, nervous? What do you got? Oh, a little bit of everything. Very, very excited. Um, terrified at the same time though, you know, <laughs> I think that's why it's a nine or 10 month period. Mom and dad need all that time to kind of sort out their thoughts and feelings and get themselves totally feeling ready for the experience. But as Mr. Haub told me once before, because he had a kid before I did, he said, it's never the perfect time. You're never going to have as much money as you want to have. You're never going to have as, as much uh, you know, time or control over your environment. You just do it because it feels like the, that it's time for you to do it. And, uh, and you have that kid and you, and you do your best. And everybody has parental advice for you. Uh, take everything with a grain of salt and find something that works for you. I mean, that's really what you have to get uh, comes down to. That's probably the best advice I've heard yet. You know, my wife questioned me. She's like, why are you nervous? You, you work with kids. It's like, yeah, but they get to go home at the end of the day. This one (laughs) saved me. it's nothing like um, education. Uh, having your own children is nothing like the experience within education. It, it, it doesn't even prepare you for it. Sorry. <laughs> the experience is different, but I, I do think having your own kids makes you a better teacher. If only because it adds perspective and you come to realize that like when you get an irate parent on the phone, uh, as a person without kids or as a single person who's not even married, you're like, what is wrong with this person? Why is this person getting so angry about this situation? Once you have a kid, you realize everybody in this world just wants what's best for their children. That's the yeah. one thing that we all have in common. And it makes you much more empathetic to the person on the other end of that phone because you can totally relate to the emotions driving that person. They become real to you. Yeah, yeah. education doesn't prepare you for parenting, but parenting prepares you for education. I think that's very good. Well, well said, Mr. Castagna. You as well, Mr. Howe. Now, Mr. Kinslow, you described yourself as a person who is energetic, flexible and persistent. I think it's going to serve you very well as a father because you're going to need all of those traits in spades. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm fascinated with energy because we have such all-encompassing jobs. You read studies about how many decisions a teacher has to make in a day and how many more decisions we're going to have to make in a day with this type of a school year. Uh, it requires extreme amounts of energy. So tell us about your energy. Are you a morning person? Uh, do you exercise? Do you eat right? Uh, where does this energy come from? Um, so I am definitely a morning person, even on weekends. If I sleep in to, to seven o'clock, that's a good day. Um, usually I'm up before, before seven, you know, six, six thirty. Um, cause as soon as, as soon as my eyes are open, I just need to get up and get going. Um, definitely not a, a night person. If I make it past 10, 11 o'clock. That's a late night for me these days, which I never thought I'd hear myself say 10 to 15 years ago. Um, 
but I, you know, I like to get started early, get, be productive, get the day going in the right direction from the get go and see where the day takes me in terms of, you know, what I like to do for exercise. I, I'm a, a bike rider. I go cycling a lot, you know, ride my road bike around. Please don't hit me with a car while you're driving. Um, some people in this area have scared me, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it's a easy on my, my knees. I have bad knees from playing lacrosse in high school and college. So, uh, I can't do the, the running like I used to. So I stick to the cycling. Um, I also like hiking though, you know, love seeing some of the stuff that the Lehigh Valley has to offer in terms of the, the mountains and the trails and the rivers and streams. There's so much to see out there. So any way I can, I just try to find ways to, to see more and explore more of what's out there in our area. Um, other than that, you know, I like to, you know, I like to cook, but I wouldn't necessarily say I eat tremendously healthy. According to my uh, siblings who are both vegan, I am not, you know, more power to you if you are, but you know, I like my, my red meat, my chicken. So um, I try to eat somewhat healthy. I'm not slamming, you know, double stuffed Oreos all day long, but I, I like to indulge every now and then. <laughs> it's funny you say your siblings are vegan. Uh, I don't want to make this podcast about me and Mr. Hout, but uh, I went vegan at the middle of the summer. Uh, and, uh, and I feel really good. But I, I, you said you like your red meat and your chicken. Yesterday for lunch, I left school and I went over to you know, pick up my playa bowl. And I drove past Red Robin just as they were firing up the ovens. And, you know, I, I really, really felt that pull to go and eat that burger. <laughs> Yeah. I, I respect you for your, your choices. Um, I just don't have the willpower to do that quite yet. I would try to eat, you know, meatless most nights, but you know, once or twice a week, we, we throw something else in there. So you're coming across as a guy who probably went on several interviews this past spring and summer in search of a, a different job. Is that accurate? Or did you just see the one at Southern Lehigh and go for that one only? Um, Southern Lehigh was actually the only job I interviewed for, but the previous summer trying to get up into Pennsylvania, I did go on quite a few. So I really, uh, had plenty of experience with the interviewing there and stumbled through many, many, many interviews early on, um, before landing a position at Rob middle school. So what do you think was the difference maker for you? I'm sure we had a wealth of candidates to fill Mr. Roof's former position. What do you think tipped the scales in your favor? Why did they stand up and say, you're the man? Uh, you know, you'd really have to ask Miss Gariello about that one. But um, from my perspective, I, you know, I came from a very, very challenging school, um, a lot of great teachers, a lot of students doing great things, but there, there are also some issues that came along with that that were very challenging. And I think that experience really helped me a lot. Um, but to an extent, I never expected that I would actually get this job at Southern Lehigh. Um, and I say that because, you know, it kind of helped me relax and de-stress because when um, I said, you know, I'm going to go in, I'm going to give it my best shot, um, just kind of let the, the stress flow away. I think I was able to be more comfortable and be myself and, and show to the interview panel who I really am, um, what I can bring to the table in an authentic manner, rather than try to tell them what I thought they wanted to hear. And Actually, Rob, is a, Rob is a middle school, right? That is correct. So that, I find that very interesting that we went with a middle school guy. Uh, I'd be very curious to see what the other candidates had to offer and uh, how inferior they were to you <laughs> that we went with a middle school guy. 
that was actually my only year I've ever spent in a middle school. My, my entire career before that has been at the high school level. Gotcha. I actually had the honor of sitting in on that interview process with Mr. Kinslow. And I, I mean, I'm going to tell you, he impressed us from the get-go and we knew we had the right man when we were talking to him um, in, in much the same situation. We're doing it Zoom and it happened extremely quickly, I know, for you, Mr. Kinslow. And, and, and I think that um, is a testament to how confident everybody who, who heard you speak was with your ability to uh, step into the role in Mr. Ruth's shoes, who had some bitty, pretty big shoes to fill to begin with. Um, so now you've had a couple, you know, you've had a, about a month. I know that you were kind of moonlighting as the assistant principal here at Southern Lehigh and doing your day job at Rob and then the night or as much spare time as you could here at Southern Lehigh. Um, have you settled into your responsibilities here at the high school? And, and what are some of those responsibilities and the things that you're going to be in charge with this year? Uh, I'm, I'm starting to figure out what my role is more and more every day. Um, you know, it's a, a unique year for everybody. So as things are changing constantly, we're adjusting constantly and trying to make the best decisions we can in the moment. Um, trying to make sure teachers are comfortable as much as possible going into next week. I know some are very stressed out. Some are very comfortable with the plan they have and just want to get the ball rolling and see what works and see what doesn't and adjust from there. But, um, I, you know, typical roles of an assistant principal include the, the discipline aspect, which I'm hoping there is none of this year when we do return in person, um, and supervising some teachers, but, but really what I view my role as is helping, uh, Miss Gariello, make sure the school runs smoothly and helping all of the wonderful teachers we have um, have whatever they need to do their job successfully. And then ensuring the students have opportunities to explore their true interests if they want to start a club or do some project. Um, my goal is to find ways to make that happen and make sure that they are doing what interests them and trying to, to leave their market Southern Lehigh. Um, or even, you know, the, the country or whatever that may. Um. So, so what's next for you? I mean, the assistant principal, is that, is this a long-term thing for you? Is this a stepping stone to get to something bigger? Do you have aspirations to go even beyond a high school principal or something else? Uh, what are some of your career goals that you have? Um, you know, that's a, that's a challenging question. I've always been a firm believer that opportunities will present themselves when they're supposed to. Um, you know, I didn't initially view myself as heading into administration when I began teaching. I thought, you know, I'd be in the classroom for 35, 40 years and then retire and love every minute of it. But after um, several years, I thought, you know what, I love being in the classroom, but I really like taking on these um, new challenges and trying to solve some of the problems school has. So that kind of steered me to where I'm at now. So as I'm in this role, I'm going to try to treat it the same as much as possible. If that takes me to a role in central office somewhere, so be it. Um, but if there is one thing that I had to say that I would like to do at some point, I, I think I would like to um, teach at the, the college level, um, you know, not full time, but I'd love to, to teach, future teachers and help them succeed in whatever way I can. How about uh, personal goals? Uh, you told us uh, you, you cycle, 
that uh, your family is growing, you're going to have a child. Um, I don't know, personally, where do you see yourself in, you know, five, 10 years, you're going to have a big family. What are your goals? Uh, kid wise, two kids, two kids, max. My wife and I have talked about that. It's a good, good round number. Um, don't want to end up with, with, you know, five, six, seven kids. If you do more power to you, that's too many. Don't let them outnumber. (laughs) Don't let them outnumber you. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That's, that's my philosophy there. But, um, you know, I like to, to travel. My wife and I have gone to some, some great places. Um, we love the, the Pacific Northwest, so I'd like to get back out there again. I'd also like to get to Alaska at some point, but my ultimate um, dream place to visit is Africa. I would love to go on a safari and be able to see some of the amazing animals that are out there in real life and in person rather than just on um, on Netflix, <laughs> even though there's some <laughs> programs on Netflix. Uh, I'd like to see some of that in person. Um, but I really just want to make sure that I give my children and my wife all the love I can make sure my children have all the opportunities, um, that I may not have had as a child and the ones that I did have, uh, and just make sure that I'm the best, best father and husband that I can be. That's the universal truth. We keep coming back to it. We all just want what's best for our kids. You know, we want to do right by them and give them opportunities. And that's what we want as teachers, too. Mr. Halb, do you have anything left to ask Mr. Kinslow? I think we've covered just about everything. I think everybody has gotten to know you a lot better now, Mrs. Ken- uh, Mr. Kinslow. And now they will not, uh, when they see you walking in the development, you know, now they'll wave. They'll say hi. I hope so. All I right. look forward to a lot of the, the students in person, um, getting to know them a little bit better and doing whatever I can to help them out. Thank you very much, Mr. Kinslow, for your time. It's been wonderful getting to know you. And uh, I look forward to seeing you around the building. I know the kids are going to enjoy your presence as well. Uh, Thank you very much. Thank you both. I appreciate the honor of this uh, trailblazing online uh, video episode of the podcast. The first one. Yeah, (laughs) first one. All right. Thank you very much, Mr. Kinslow.